7 Million Bikes podcast couldn't happen without the support of our community. I want to give a massive thank you to our existing Patreon members, Zion Johnson, Brandon Thompson, Dan Jones, Andrew Barry, Annie Ver, Carrie Hughes-Parry, Pippa Clear, Tracy Wright, Alistair Chapman, Brandon Thompson, and our newest member, Tien Kung. To say thank you to all of our members, we're having a special pool party here at my new apartment. And thanks to my friends at Mixtape Brewery, we'll be enjoying the new green tea-based hard seltzer. Perfect for an afternoon of drinking by the pool. As you probably know, I'm a massive craft beer fan. Mixtape Drinks is a relative newcomer on the growing craft beer scene here in Vietnam, starting in 2020 by my friend Chad Mitchell and Taipei-based Sean Kidd. You'll often see me and Adri out in Saigon drinking their delicious peaches and cream IPA or our refreshing California Sun Juicy Paleo. And if you're in the mood for something a bit heavier and darker, their Molly Milk Stout is delicious. I was pretty disappointed when I found out though that it didn't actually include Molly. Through craft beer, mixtape drinks is becoming part of the Vietnam community through local music, art, food, and now podcasts. If you'd like to be part of the 7 Million Bikes community and support our podcast, then Mixtape is giving away four free cans to the next three new community members. That's worth 280,000 dong or 11 US dollars. To get your free cans, you have to be in Ho Chi Minh City and join the We Might plan or above. You can still support us wherever you are in the world. And when you do, next time you're in Saigon, the drinks are on me. As a community member, you'll also get episodes before anyone else, invites to special events like our pool party, and bonus content that no one else will ever see or hear. And I'll also give you a special shout out on future episodes. So join at patreon.com forward slash 7 million bikes, or you can find the link in the show notes. Thank you so much to everyone for listening and helping us pass 40,000 downloads recently, and everyone who supports us, including Mixtape Brewery. Cheers. Ever heard a joke and asked, did that really happen? My name is Neil Mackay, host of a Vietnam podcast and a comedian. Long before I ever started comedy, when I heard comedians tell the craziest, funniest stories, I would always wonder just this. And if I got the chance to meet them after the show, I would always ask, did that really happen? And nine times out of 10, the answer was yes. The difference between sharing a funny story with friends and telling it on stage is a comedian's ability to take these moments and craft them into a well-worked joke. In each episode of this podcast, I'll talk to comedians from around the world, play you one of their jokes, then ask them, did that really happen? My guest today is Tommy Pruchinski, who started stand-up comedy in his hometown of Cleveland, Ohio, and has since performed in seven countries and four continents and opened for international headlining comedians like Scott Agnew, Nick Copen, and Eddie Brimson. Let's hear his joke. Is anybody else too nice sometimes? Yeah. Too nice sometimes, you know? Like, like one time after a comedy show, show, I went with, with two, two friends, friends to another bar, bar afterward, one on a key trip, and get to the bar and the bar's closed, you know? Uh, but, the, but they said they couldn't go in there. was one guy at the bar, right? And we were like, oh, he's our friend. So they didn't let us in. But he was not our friend. And he's still not our friend. 
okay? But we'll set it down, you know, we had that drink, and then they said, hey, bar's actually closed this time, you gotta go. But we wanted to keep drinking, so I invited my friends back, and, you know, this guy, I was like, well, we can't just use him and lose him like that, you know? So we invited him back, too, you know? So it was just me and my two friends, and this guy who's not my friend is still not our friend, you know? We went back to my place, you know, we, we were drinking some whiskey, we had some joints, and uh, my two friends left, so then it was just me and the guy who's not my friend. <laughs> And it's still not my friend, right? And he starts talking some crazy shit. He starts talking about how COVID is not a, really a disease at all. And that, you know, 5G technology and Bill Gates and war, New World Order fucking children and drinking virgin blood. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Look, don't come into someone else's house and start talking about conspiracy theories, okay? That's, that's poor form, all right? If anybody is going to bring up conspiracy theories, it's going to be the host. <laughs> and that's a bad host, okay? You're never going to go to that person's house again, right? You know? But it gets worse, guys. Like, he, then he, you know, we're finishing up this joint, and he goes, hey, I'm just going to stay here tonight. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm just going to sleep on your couch. And I'm like, uh, no, you're not. I got to work in the morning. He's like, oh, don't worry, I gotta work in the morning, too. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That is not the point, okay? That is not the point. The point is, no, okay? You gotta go. I can get you a grab if you need, but you gotta go. And he left, right? But then a couple minutes later, doorbell rings, knock on the door, I look through the peephole, it's this guy, who's not my friend. He's still not my friend. I open up the door, you know, I'm like, what's up, man? And he goes, uh, I left my cigarettes. I'm like, okay, classic. Right, so I go, go outside in the balcony, I get his cigarettes. He actually did leave his cigarettes. And, uh, and I turn around and he is no longer like waiting at the door. Like he, he's all the way inside, he is balls deep in my room. I'm like, uh, hey, here's your cigarettes, man. And he goes, it's not about the cigarettes. <laughs> Shit. What's up? He goes, uh, are you gay? <laughs> up until this point, no, no warning signs, okay? I said, no, I'm, no, I'm not gay. And he grabs a bottle of Jameson, 175 milliliters of Jameson whiskey, he unscrews it, and just starts downing it. Drinks a whole thing. And then he goes, are you sure you're not gay? <laughs> well, now that I think about it. <laughs> yes, I'm sure I'm not gay. Right? And he goes, do you want me to turn into a beast? I said, no, I grabbed, I grabbed the empty glass on his hands. I said, no, I want you to leave. And he left. Now guys, this is, this is a story with a moral, okay? There's a lesson here. And the lesson is, if you're a gay guy, trying to fuck a straight guy, give him the alcohol, don't drink it yourself. <laughs> what are you doing, you know? So Tommy, 
Did that really happen? Yes, a hundred percent. Um, I mean, the, really the only thing that, the only thing that's added is the punchline, um, which a friend, which a, a gay friend gave to me, <laughs> ironically. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just telling, I was telling the story the day that the weekend, like it happened on a Monday at, at, uh, at, after Lubar open mic. Um, I mean, you know, you know, Annie and Carrie. Um, we went, we went, the, we, we went with them. I went with them and, and another couple who, uh, yeah, the, the, the open mic that night was a bad one. Um, I, I pissed everyone off. I said, I said an off color joke. It just, uh, a birthday group, a group was there someone's birthday. They were there to celebrate and they heard it was an open mic. So they wanted to sing songs. They didn't know that it was a comedy open mic. <laughs> I, was, I was there. You were there. Okay. Yeah. Were you there? I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> were you, were you, were you there? You probably had left before it, like, before everybody started to hate me. <laughs> I think I, I think I had, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Will you tell us more gigs? Just keep telling this story. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not even going to say what I said, cause I don't remember. I've, I've banished it from my memory, but I pissed. I, I pissed a woman off and, uh, it was Annie's birthday. Luck. It wasn't the, it wasn't the birthday, the birthday girl, but, uh, I, I pissed some people off and luckily, uh, Annie and Carrie were cool and they liked me for whatever reason. <laughs> so, so after Lou bar, we went to, we went to another bar with the girl that, that I had said the stupid off color joke to, um, who was, was very drunk and I should have just told her friends to, Hey, uh, take your, take your friend, um, sit her down because she was taking the mic and dropping it. And I said, I said something, something stupid that I shouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> but she came with us and her boyfriend and we went to another bar. We went to, uh, the Kwai and Kwai was, Kwai was closed, but there was one guy in there that guy who's not who's not our friend and still not our friend <laughs> and he's still not our friend and thankfully i've never uh i've never run into him again but i'm sure i'm sure he's made some very weird uh sexual pivots on on some other unsuspecting heterosexual men out there so if you're one of those people i'm sorry but so then the rest of the night happened exactly as the joke or is there a bit more to flesh out Oh, exactly. Like for it, for it, for a tea. I mean, I, if, if anything, I've just cut out, uh, I've just cut out unnecessary details. Um, I don't, I don't know if in the, yeah, your show it's from, okay. Yeah. So the dude just got weird, man. He just got really weird and he didn't like, know that there weren't any hints that he was weird. Um, uh, before that, but. I mean, the dude's just got no game. He's got no game. <laughs> so where did the line come from? He's not my friend. And then seeing that repeatedly. Oh, that just, I think I just said it once, uh, on stage. Like he's not my friend. He's still not my friend. I think I just said it once on stage and people fucking died. So I just, I just like 
uh, leaned into it. I, I thought that was the case, to be honest, because I think I remember the first night you said it and it seemed yeah. off the cuff and I remember it getting a big laugh and then you repeated yeah. it and it kept getting a big laugh and then yeah. you left it in. And this is, again, one of the best things, even there's a lot of new comedians coming onto the scene right now in Saigon in the aftermath of the, the great expat exodus, including the great yeah. comedian exodus. And, um, you know, obviously giving advice and things like that. But the biggest thing I'm like, you just need to do it because the, there's nothing I can really tell you until you just, you've got to go out and do it. And you'll find a lot of laughs that you didn't plan. Like I remember jokes when I've said something off the cuff and then you're like big, massive laugh. And you're like, oh, that's staying in there. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I know some people will go in there, just wing it and not have anything prepared. And like, I mean, those people are, are gems, but, uh, for me, like, I need to, I need to write shit. I need to write my things beforehand. And then as you do it more, and this becomes, this becomes a, another problem that you face, like, especially for jokes you've been doing for a while, you want to, each time you deliver it, you want to deliver it. Like it's the first time you're saying it. Um, and I, I think if you watch, if you watch like late night television, comedians getting interviewed, like it seems, it seems like uh, they're just making stuff off the cuff, but it's very, very, it's very well tuned. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's the art of it. Um, being able to, being able to make it, make it seem natural, uh, especially as you say it more and more, you don't want to lose that. Um, you don't, you don't want to lose that feel that, uh, perception of spontaneity. Um, so every time that I deliver a joke or a story, a bit even if i've said it you know how many times like like i try to i try to mix it up a little bit just bring whatever whatever you know uh whatever energy i'm i'm feeling that day you know you infuse that into that bit and i mean some days some days that makes the bit not land uh but sometimes you sometimes you discover those little taglines that uh that that make it a lot better for sure well, thank you so much, Tommy. Tell people where can they follow you on Instagram and uh, how can they see more of Tommy P comedy? Oh yeah, I think so. My Instagram is Tommy P is learning at Tommy P is learning. Um, and yeah, Facebook, Facebook. I have a I have a com comedy page that I don't really uh, that I don't really do. But whenever like I have I do have a decent amount of bits up on there, and I think the one that we're sharing is up on there, and other ones like that whole pretty much that whole uh that whole night at prohibition bar um is up there except some stuff that i didn't like but most of it most of it is up there so check that out and uh yeah that's that's what's up awesome check it out there'll be a link in the show notes if you're listening and uh so that guy is he he's still not your friend you said no he's he's not my friend i mean i'll if i see him again maybe i'd give him a second chance but so <laughs> <laughs> cheers tommy all right, Neil. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Did That Really Happen? A new podcast from 7 Million Bikes. I've been your host, Neil Mackay. If you enjoyed that and want to hear from comedians around the world about their jokes and if they are true, then make sure to follow and subscribe from wherever you are listening from right now and follow 7 Million Bikes on social media. The links are in the show notes. Cheers.
I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're like me, you may use your laptop at places where you have to use public Wi-Fi. This opens you up to digital snoopers. It's a massive problem. It can be your internet service provider, or you know who, looking at what you do online, or a cyber criminal trying to steal your bank passwords or credit card info, or even a hacker at the next table trying to steal your sensitive data. These days, it is vital that you keep your data safe. NordVPN keeps all of these snoopers away. It makes your internet activity private, protects you from accessing dangerous websites that are fishing for your data, and lets you enjoy your favorite content securely, even while away from home. And it's easy to use, even I could use it. I've actually been using NordVPN for years now here in Vietnam, and I'm excited to be an affiliate partner with them. I've used NordVPN to watch Netflix, BBC, Disney Plus with ease, and I also know that my information and data are safe from prying eyes, whoever they may be. Join now and you'll get 68% off and three months free when you go to my link, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. Just again, for those hard of hearing, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. The link is also in the show notes. I know nobody checks them out, but go check that out and you can get the link from wherever you are listening to this podcast. As an affiliate partner, it also means that I will get a small commission when you sign up, but at no extra cost to you. So not only will you be getting a great deal through 7 Million Bikes, you get a great VPN and you'll be supporting 7 Million Bikes podcast. Stay safe online and enjoy the shows you love. Any questions, just let me know. You know how to get in touch with me. And thanks for listening to this show. Cheers.